<clears throat> Welcome everybody to Zero to 60. I am your <clears throat> host, the big 6-0, Matt McChesney. We are rolling today on a Wednesday morning. Uh, we got a big show today as uh, Coach JB from the Coach JB Show on YouTube and uh, the Bleed Network and his man, uh, Schmitty, my man, uh, Darnell Smith, will be joining us here uh, on the show for a quick 25 minutes uh, to bang out some questions and have some fun and a couple laughs. That should be awesome. Don't go anywhere. I will have them on as soon as they get done with Coach JB's show on the other side. Like I said, I am your host, Matt McChesney, and we are rolling. Uh, give a huge thanks to our title sponsor, Bet Online. They do a great job supporting the show. Uh, Bet Online has been with us since the beginning, and uh, we're really excited about the future with them. Remember, go to Bet Online, use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, and you get a 50% bonus uh, on anything that you deposit right off the bat. So, from the UFC to you know playoff football now, college football is over, but the NBA, March Madness, the NHL. You can get your best wagers and your best odds on Bet Online. They are fantastic. Make sure you check them out. Uh, it's where I get my weather. So I'll tell you, it's a great site. Uh, so check it out. Again, the promo code is BLEAV. That's the Believe Network. And we're rolling. Uh, so JB and uh, and Schmitty will be joining us here in a second. Uh, look at that. Big Schmitty is in the chat, and we're adding him right now. Bam, there he is. Flex on him. Get him. Ah! My dog, Big Schmitty's in the house. My dog's Big Schmitty's in the house, and we are rolling. Um, <clears throat> so we'll wait for Coach JB to jump on here. Uh, but before we do uh, get everything started on today's show, which is a big one, um, <clears throat> tomorrow on Friday morning we'll have uh, current national champion. That's right, current national champion, the starting center for uh, the University of Michigan, uh, Drake Nugent will be joining us to talk about their run. We had him on about week seven, mid-season, talking about everything they were going through, uh, and it it was it was a pretty great interview. Friday will be interesting, uh, to say the least, as he'll be donning a, a national championship cap, and we'll be talking about everything and anything that they uh, went through at, at the University of Michigan here to get a national title. My man JB's in the chat. We're adding him now. We're rolling. What's up, you good-looking sons of bitches? I ain't seen you in like an hour. What's happening? What's going on, man? You could have left this cat off, but I guess I'll bring him in. I, I can. I got a little bit more argument energy inside me for for, for the show. I don't know, dog. <laughs> you two were on one this morning, so <laughs> we're just gonna get straight into this bitch. That is Coach JB. That is Big Schmitty. I am your host, Matt McChesney. We're on zero to sixty. We're fucking rolling. The comments are popping up. We'll answer any of your questions here as we go through. But I just want to start with this one right off the bat. Okay, we're going through this. All right. <clears throat> this happened earlier. All right. <clears throat> Report. Head coach Sean Payton says that the final decision on Russell Wilson's future with the team has yet to been made. We spent an hour and a half with Russ the other day and I told him, look, Russ, I don't think it's going to be long and drawn out. If something happens, you'll be the first to know. Hey, uh, what in the Tiffany fuck is going on in Denver, bro? Coach JB, go with it first. What's your opinion on Russell Wilson and this drama? Um, knowing Sean Payton, I think he sees the what's going on in the landscape of NFL quarterback rooms. I think he thinks. I think he realizes there's not a better quarterback out there that he can that he can attain attain or grasp and get his hands on. I don't know who who you're gonna get Browning. I don't know who you gonna get. Browning's a good player, but no, you ain't gonna get him. 
Uh, and, and, and I think Browning will be a starter somewhere next year. But who do you get uh, other than Russell Wilson, Russell Weirdo, whatever we want to call him? He's still a Super Bowl winning quarterback, been to two, and he had a really good year this year. He had a better year than Mahomes. He had a better year than a lot of quarterbacks this year. Um, can you replace that and get better? And that's just what uh, I don't know. And I think Sean Payton sees that. And I think he's realizing that, you know what, we may be stuck. And the flip side, Matt. Uh, to your question, maybe the Walton brother, the owner of Walmart, has said, you know what, we can't get out of this contract after looking into it. You are stuck for at least another year. Go mend the fences. Go rip a bong with him. Do something. <laughs> and that and that's wrong, man, uh, JB, uh, the, the latter. I think it's yeah, coming from like a higher really up. <laughs> right. I think it's coming from more the, the higher ups and they're just coming down to hey, Sean, We might, you know, we, we already own for 24 you know, we we made this commitment to him. It might be a situation where you're going to have to just figure it out. And like you said, he actually played pretty solid this year, especially in, in comparison to the rest of the, of the, the league this year. Because we, we know the quarterback play was down. So just comparing it to, to the to the curved year at the, at the quarterback position, he probably was like top 10, honestly, if I'm being real. So it's just like, man, I keep, 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 keep the cat. You know what I mean? You're the quarterback guru, Sean Payton. Figure it out, and, and 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 to your first point, JB, real quick, and uh, if he's just now figuring out what the, the what the quarterback market is, to me, like that's a problem. Like we've we've known all year right. long, the quarterback right. market is down. How are you just now figuring that out? What the fuck? I mean, why why would you put yourself in this position to bench him and then be like, oh shit? Three weeks later, there's nobody to replace him with. Oh my god, what did we do? I mean, this is like, <laughs> this is like the the broad who like realizes she fucked up and shouldn't have left. Like like Tyrese's ex wife. I saw a fucking a, 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 an article where she was like, "Yeah, I listened to my friends. I shouldn't have divorced him." Like, well, shit, bitch. Now you're fucked. He's making Fast and Furious twelve, where they're gonna go dig a hole through Mars. So, look, bro, this entire situation, in my opinion, coach, you play quarterback. Put yourself in Russ's weird-ass shoes right now, all right? And some Gucci slippers like Future said, and then we'll just leave it at that. Um, or would you even entertain this as Russ? Like, you either pay me or you keep me? Like, would you want to stay in Denver knowing this? All right, let me, let me, let me go back and give you a little bit of deep insight that no one probably will bring up. You got to understand, this is a good old boy network that you know better than anybody. Yep. What is saying that Sean Payton hasn't talked to 32 head coaches in the NFL or GMs, and they all said, we don't want Russell Wilson. Now you have this dude by the balls, and I know you ain't going nowhere. So guess what? We're going to renegotiate the contract again, Russell Wilson. So that is where I believe this is. I think Sean Payton obviously has respect amongst his peers. I believe GMs obviously talk to him because they'll probably hire Sean Payton if he ever left, right? So I think he has an inside take on this, and they're going to say, and you know agents talk too, and I'm thinking that eventually they're going to have to come to an agreement, and I think Russell Wilson on this side of things, even though we're in a player empowerment-led league, I think he'll come short on this one because of his latest downfalls over the over his last two years. Even though this year was better, last year was atrocious. And I think that people are looking at it like, okay, you got a third year here. This is your, you know, the tiebreaker. 
you you got to ball out. So I don't you know. You can't tell me there's 32 other quarterbacks that we're, we're confident in that's above Russell Wilson, even as bad as he's looked yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. just don't believe that. I there's agree. There's no way it's 32 other guys. There, there's just not. And and look, when you when you're sitting here talking about all this shit, it comes back full circle to this next question. Assuming the Broncos at 12 pick a quarterback, do you now do you want Russell Weirdo? Who knows he's probably if Nip, he's back next year, scorn, you know, like on the on eggshells because he doesn't know if he's gonna be the quarterback and nobody really wants him, but he's stuck. Do you really want that guy being the mouthpiece of the developmental guy mm. you bring in? I mean, you really want Michael Penix or Bo Nix or whoever, whoever, because this is a deep ass quarterback draft. You want one of those cats learning. How to do this from Russ? Nah, dog. I don't see that shit happening. How, how can you? How can they rectify that problem? Also, I mean, if they bring Russell back, that pretty much tells me they're not drafting a quarterback in this draft either. Because that that situation, in my opinion, is a real problem. Yeah, that's a hell of a point. It's kind of like the ex girlfriend who got cheated on talking to the new girlfriend about her experiences with the guy, and it's like that. Like, of course, she's gonna dog him. Everything yeah. about him, he's not faithful. He's not loyal. He's going to cheat on you. He's this, that, and the third. That's how Russell Wilson should feel and will feel. And I think it's crazy that they're even thinking about trying to bring him back. Like When you think about the whole totality of the situation, they've already said, we don't want to pay you in 25. We don't want the risk of you getting hurt because we know we're moving on from you. So we're going to sit your ass out. So we pay you 24, and we're done with you. And now they're going to, three weeks later, they're like, uh, you know what, never mind. No, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm like, hell no. I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not, I am not suiting up in the Broncos uniform no matter what. And then, my and back hurts. That, Smitty, is it really Russell's job to get this rookie better? Remember Tannehill no. Pete for saying, it ain't my fucking job to get him better. I'll, I'll be yeah. me. I'll teach. I'll, I'll teach everything what I do, but I'm trying to start too. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. I think we're so soft. And, 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 and here's the reason I say that. I think we expect – the guys to be like welcoming. Oh, come on in. California is trying to pass a law as as, a, as of an hour ago to ban youth pop Warner football. Get the fuck what? out of here for real? Yeah, just pat. Weddle just sent it to me. I saw it this morning. Weddle's hot. Everyone I've talked to, a lot of people hit me up saying to retweet it and stuff. Uh, California has tried this before, and it got voted down. It got vetoed. They're trying to dig in. They are going to try to soften this country up as much as possible, especially the state of California, which is heavily Democratic, you know, led voting. I, if you take away youth athletics, I don't understand. I don't think these uh, these people realize that you are in one of the biggest crime states, the most populous state and led with the most inner city population. Now, why the hell would you get rid of some avenue that allows you to vent and get out of the hood? And get rid of that avenue. Like, that's mm. the number one thing. But they don't care. They only care about softening up uh, the, the the population. And it's unbelievable. If they pass that rule, man, that might be something that I just say is enough's enough. I'm out. I mean, dude, it, it, California's softer than baby shit, dog. That's fucking ridiculous. All right. So, look, we're going to get off of the Russell Wilson thing here. And we'll see what happens there. But I just... It's hilarious to me, the back and forth and how much of a clusterfuck the Denver Broncos are at times. 
I mean, they amaze me on on the stupidity that they constantly just find themselves just walking in circles in the fucking the hamster wheel of stupid. Uh, so we're rolling here. We got about another uh, 10, 15 minutes here on the show before we got to all uh, get out and 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 you know pursue Wednesday. Let's get into the next thing here, and that stand with the Denver Broncos. I got to get your guys' opinion on this. Okay, this garbage right here that we're looking at. <laughs> is what they're proposing the Broncos move to next year from a, from a, a standpoint of their uniform. A white helmet, like the cute little mountains on the shoulders, as opposed to this. Uh. Gorgeous, just perfect fucking the D on the side of the helmet. Everybody knows every, every chick in Denver wants the D. Just give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? This, this is the way it's supposed to look. Bro, if they come out with this, I look, I'm a huge I'm a, a D lineman at heart. You got to look good to play good. Yeah. He's a quarterback. You know he wants to look good. Schmidt's a D lineman. He ain't trying to look like no scrub. This is terrible. Please tell me I'm right. I like the mount on the shoulder. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You would. I like the mount on the shoulder. That's the you like the mount on the shoulder. I like the mount. This, this fucking oh, college is Denver, Colorado, man. Oh, the mound. That, that, when you think of Colorado, you think about the mound. Don't cover your face up. Don't do that. Fail. I'm a guest on your show. Fail. Listen, all I'm saying is keep the same uniform that you have now. Just maybe add the mound to the shoulder. Keep it simple. That's all you got to do. That's all I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. I don't love the totality of the uniform, but the mound element is kind of creative. It's kind of, it, it showcases Colorado. Come on, dog. That's the lamest shit I've ever seen in my they life. Might as well put, uh, they might as well just put... Russell Wilson on the on the jersey. Or the Walmart. Just put a big fucking W on the shoulder. Smoke a big blunt and put Bob Marley picture. I mean, for real, dog. Who came up with this fucked up uniform? This thing is terrible. Terrible. It's the worst uniform I think I've ever seen in my life. If they do that and they go to the white helmets, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. I know we're having a fashion discussion now on the fucking show. But when you parade out some dumb shit like that, you deserve it. Let's see what the comments have to say. The mountain on the shoulder here. Here's a good one. The mountain on the shoulder is garbage as hell, Schmitty. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Alex E. I guess you. I guess you know the fashion. <laughs> hey, it looks like a Bud Light can. It looks terrible, dog. It's like you, now we need the greeter from Walmart might as well come up with the fucking uniforms here. Or Coors Light. What is it? Coors in the Rockies? Coors. Coors is the Coors. Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least we can get a fucking Coors commercial out of it or some shit you never know um all right so all, all that said moving off of the fucking the you know the the fashion part of the show i just couldn't i can't get over the fact of how gimmicky it looks um it, it just it, it seems to me like the atlanta uniforms with the atl across the chest that shit's terrible too mm. like it just less is more man less is more in my opinion when it comes to uniforms and changing the helmet to white all the, the full time is just it's the epitome of soft, in my opinion. So I guess we'll get off of that uh, because those uniforms are god fucking awful. This is uh, this is the you know, sixty. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. That's uh, the great Coach JB. That's my man, Big Schmitty. And you can follow them and see them every morning on the Coach JB show featuring uh, Big Schmitty. I'm on there every morning, damn near. It is the best show on planet earth erf right that's how you spell earth motherfucker all right so uh, this is the last thing i wanted to talk about as we move forward into this 
some are saying that this quarterback draft this year is comparable to the 83 quarterback draft. All right. And the 83 quarterback draft is Elway and Marino and, you know, Ken O'Brien and Jim Kelly and dudes, Todd Blackledge. <laughs> um, going to the quarterback guru right off the bat. Do, do you agree with that? I know that there's a lot of hype behind it. There's some big names in this group with Caleb Williams and Drake and Knicks and Penix and, you know, I wear my own rib cage around my neck, Hartman, and so on and so forth. How, how do you feel about that comment I just made? Yep, that's what I thought. Are we joking? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that are comparing the two and saying I that know. this, this class is like. You know who it is, though? I, think I heard that. That was the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold class where they were stroking that class Chicago backhand style. That shit didn't work out too well. I'm going to give you a real honest take on this instead of just obliterate the take. Here's what I'm going to say. I think we live in a, in, in a fantasy football-led world where we think quarterbacks are so good because the, these, these fucking idiots picked them on their draft kings or fan duels. And Patrick Mahomes got him 67 draft points. And then they went out there and was like, Patrick Mahomes got me 67 points. I won $50. He's the best quarterback in the world. And then I, I go on and break the film down and say he threw 17 bubble screens and a fucking smoke screen that went for 80, and he's average as shit. And then I'm the villain, I'm the devil, I'm the hater. So I want to give you a little context is where I'm going with this. It's the same thing in college. We have no offense, but I do want to offend Mina Kimes and all these other fucks that know nothing about the quarterback position, but yet we are referring to them as the greatest fucking analysts on planet Earth about quarterbacks. And I'm sitting there like, damn, Mina, I forgot you took a three-step drop underneath center and threw a hitch on time. But anyway... She is evaluating quarterbacks and telling us that Drake May and, and Hartman and all these guys, Caleb Williams, is going to be the best thing since Dan Marino and Elway. And I'm sitting there like, what? I don't know, man. I'm going to be on, I'm going to say it on your show because I, I won't say it on mine because then Bailey will cut it and then they'll be out there receipts and somebody will try to talk shit to me. I am saying it on your show. Bailey, don't I'm cut good. anything from Matt this week. Um, I'm, I'm saying it right now. I don't believe there's a guy in this draft that you're going to hear from in five years or more. Or, or more. I don't think they'll be playing. Whoa. Now, the first, I don't, I'm talking about define not playing. Like, what does that mean? Like, like there's not going to be, they're not going to be a starter. All of them? None of them. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Hartman, Penix, Knicks. I mean, I'm missing guys too. The kid from Tulane, Pratt. Nick is old. He's got this. He's got. He's gonna have a lot of Brad and Weed, Brad and Whedon, and 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 cars and uh and what's his name from Florida State? Did uh, you just you just compared Penix Jr. to fucking Brandon Whedon? No, 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 no. I said Knicks. They're they're oh, older. Knicks. Still, they're Ooh. older. So the older guys, Penix, Knicks. They're going to have a lot of uh, – what was the guy at Florida State that won the Heisman, 28-year-old? Winky, winky. 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 They're going to have a lot of winky in them when they get to the – A lot of winky in them. And they're going to get – when they get to the, to the league, your time's very limited, uh, 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 Matt. Back. Matt, think about this. C.J. Stroud is younger than Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Sam Hartman. 
He's already started a year and might be the rookie of the year. Look at Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the same age or younger than everyone I just mentioned as well. Penix has had two major knee surgeries and a shoulder surgery, and he's 25 years old in May. How are these guys going to be viable sources at the quarterback position in five years? That's why I'm making a statement. Caleb Williams gives me a lot of mental midget Kyler Murray vibes. I don't know if he can run around the NFL and, 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 and continue to have su sustained success. So I'm going to knock him out. Drake May, I believe, wants to play this new age ball. And the more I watched him, I got least impressed. And then Michael Penix showed, I believe, his nuts and guts, which uh, I wouldn't even draft him anymore. Where we A week ago, we had drafted him first. Now I'm like, uh, he's probably a third-round guy. So I just don't see this draft being good at all. I just think we're all in all of the fantasy points they produce, these naysayers on Twitter and social media. They think they really know quarterback play, and I'm looking at these guys on a weekly basis like, now – not to be long-winded before Smitty, but here's the thing. Quarterback's very mid in the NFL as well. This is facts. So maybe these guys do play because we're so bad. I don't know. I mean, you mentioned you compare Caleb Williams to, you said Kyler Murray. The, he's a mental midget like Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler Murray, he's still starting, and he's still yeah, making yeah. making plays. So, like, again, you know, but, but, but that's my thing. I like, I, I don't know if any of these cats are going to be great. None of us really do. We go into these drafts every single year, and – we predict and we guess, and there's so much of football is intangibles and things that you can't see, you can't see on tape, you can't see on the stat sheet, and especially at the quarterback position specifically. So only time will really tell. But I'll say this: going back to your original question, Matt, as far as comparing to the '83 draft, it's it definitely sounds crazy right now, like 100% sounds crazy. But I would like to ask, like some of the OGs, when the '83 draft was happening, the actual day of the draft, did we know right then and there? That those guys, like that John Elway was going to be John Elway. That, 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 that these guys were going to be the all-time great. No. Like, at that exact moment, they got drafted, good good college careers, and they turned out. So, right now, we're speaking from a standpoint of in hindsight because we know how great they became. So, it was crazy to even think that this these guys right now would even touch that. But maybe they could. You know what I'm saying? Do I think so? If I, if I had to put my, my opinion on it? No. I don't think so. That's a very, very high bar to reach. Even if these guys do have a good career and, and a couple of these guys become starters and pro bowlers and even if one or two gets a Super Bowl down, down the line, it's a long road to, to be able to get to a point to where you're at the 83 draft level. You know what I'm saying? That Those guys are the all-time hey, great. Anyway, you mentioned Kyler Absolutely. Murray. Kyler Murray just missed a year and a half. He didn't miss a lot of time, but he does. He, he did come back and looks okay. He came, back and, he came back and looked pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. I mentioned the word sustainable. That's what I mean. I don't know if these guys are sustainable. Caleb, Mer Caleb Williams, I don't know if he's sustainable. And if you miss and that's, a year That's my next question. That's my next question here. Hollywood in the comments comes out and says, depends on what team and what coach they have and where they go. And that, look, great that's comment. True. Caleb Williams to Chicago. This is, we'll, get, we'll get done with the show and wrap it up here after this. Caleb Williams going to Chicago. Drake may go into New England. Like it, it's so much of it is fit and where they fit and who coaches them. Caleb Williams to Chicago, isn't that not exactly like Justin Fields in Chicago? Like it, aren't you just with if you're bringing back Eberflutes, why would you draft Caleb Williams? If he's if they struggle, don't you fire Eberflutes and then 
Isn't it just the repetitive, like, oh, my, and now Caleb Williams and the GM, new GM shit. Like, I think them keeping Matt Eberflutes pretty much tells you that they're not going down the Caleb Williams road. I mean, he's not really that generational, is he? I, I don't see it. And, and, well, and yeah. good. I don't know if he's that good. Let me, let me, I don't know if you've heard this yet or not, but Eberflus was retained, but has fired the OC and the QB coach as yep. of 20 minutes ago. So that. does that open up a new QB or does that open up? Let's get Justin Fields right. That's the question I throw back at you guys. Yeah. Um, I would think that it's the, the, the scapegoat, you know, it didn't work out this year and it's his fault. We'll hire someone new to work with, with, with fields and he'll take off. That's the way I would think about it. I, I thought Justin, when he was healthy, didn't look awful. But again, everything is every you have to temper everything with what Coach JB said, which is the NFL is just bad right now. Quarterback play as a whole is awful. So even a, an average year from a kid who looks like he's progressing, is he really? I mean, and then you have to think about it like this: like, what could you get for Fields? And how? I mean, how many draft picks? could you obtain in the first round? Do you think you could go trade fields and like the fifth pick to move up even further and have first third, like they, they could stack their fucking roster right now. If they do it right. I, I don't know. Schmitty, would you trade fields to draft Williams? Man? No, I wouldn't. I, I I'm, I'm pro stay with Justin Fields and continue building what you've already built, put more weapons around him. get Marvin Harrison jr. I think the bears that they have the first and the, is it the ninth pick right now? I believe so. Nine. I'm mistaken. Nine, eight eight or nine, yeah. Got you. So, I mean, you got a chance to, to really get some, some top guys right here in his draft to just add, add along Justin Fields. And I get it's a risk because if Caleb Williams is as generational as all the people are saying, and you don't draft them, and Justin Fields never improves, the entire front office is probably getting let go. It's going to be a yeah, bad but, look. Hey, but Matt, I, I'll ask you this, though, before I know Spinny got to jump off here and go to Fox, but let me ask you this. Caleb Williams didn't play. The USC team, from what I was told from within, had a loose fill in the locker and played mm. so loose and happy. A dude who hasn't thrown a fucking ball all year comes in and throws six touchdowns it's a bowl record and USC's running around. And then there's rumors out there that people said, this is the SC team. We should have been yep. but we had a cancer at QB. Yep. So yep. are you looking at that as a GM and saying, all right, Justin Fields, I know what I have in this locker room. I don't know what I'm bringing in. If I do go get this guy, I'm going to weigh it out and say, stick with Justin, build around them. But how long do you give Justin is the other question on the flip side of that. See, and that's the thing. If, if Fields doesn't work out next year, they're going to be in the quarterback market again. again. All right, Smitty, I know you got to go. I'll finish this off with Coach JB. Uh, we appreciate you, dog. Go kill it on Fox, and I'll see you tomorrow morning on Coach JB show featuring Big Smitty. Make sure you go on YouTube, like, like and subscribe to their show and to my show here, Zero to 60. Pound that like button. We appreciate your support. Smitty, peace. Thank you. Last last, uh, last question here for you, Coach, before we get off here. We love all the comments and all the interaction here. Uh, really appreciate everybody uh, watching the show and liking it this morning. Thank you very much for all of your feedback. Coach, you've been hired. You've been fired. Mike Vrabel gets the ax. I can't fucking believe it. I want to end today's show on that note, talking about NFL coaches. Uh, we, we talked about this at length today on your show. It was very productive. I'm thinking, you know, Ohio State, where he could go in the NFL. 
Talk about Mike Vrabel. You know, you asked me the question. I ask it back to you, my brother. What does Mike Vrabel do? How ridiculous is Tennessee for making this move? And then where do you see some of these big names dropping if and when Belichick gets the X? Uh, I think it, so right now, as he's getting fired, as he's been fired, we know this is a recyclable business and he's probably number one already the hottest name out there on the NFL side of things, other than probably Jim Harbaugh because of the family lineage and winning a natty on Monday. So having said that, on the flip side, I'm looking at Vrabel and I'm saying, all right, fiery guy, players like him. I got two kids on the team right now. They love him. But he hasn't really won anything either. So let's just be honest. He's won a playoff game, I believe. Um, is he really that? Is he really going to be that? Uh, you know, catered after? I don't know if that's true or not. Is he better off for a year being the DC? Let's say in New York uh, for the Giants, uh, since w- Wink just left there. It seems like, and him and Dayball got into a, a spat. Got into a fight. <laughs> maybe in Dallas, Matt, he goes to Dallas and he's the DC coach in waiting because we believe that the DC in Dallas will probably end up getting a head job uh, as he once was in Atlanta. So like, there's a lot of moving parts here and I don't know, is he going to say, I, I'm not going to be a DC. I'm already, you know, I'm stuck at that head coaching role. And then what jobs hire him? The only one that fit him in my opinion is new England and new Orleans. Those are the only two. My, I think Dennis Allen's got to go. I think you got to get a guy in there that they want to run through a wall for. They clearly don't respect them. Jameis Winston had crab legs on the sideline, changed the play, told the head coach to fuck off, and then walked over and told hey, us. Isn't it amazing how many people are on Jameis' side in that situation? I can't yeah, believe it. Like, dog, you're cut immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, and Shannon Sharp said that, too. It's interesting. A lot of people went against him. Steve Kim actually likes Jameis. I like the kid, but I just think he's a weirdo. I think he's a, a goof. Right. And I think that he's the guy that gets you beat when you're the, when he's a starter for your organization because Everybody of his lackluster attitude. So, um, I don't know. I You know, that, but New Orleans, to me, fits Vrabel uh, to a T. And uh, I don't know. There's six jobs open right now, Matt. And I believe after the playoffs – is what Belichick is waiting on. Because in my opinion, I, I could see him very easily wanting to give a shit sandwich if this thing goes uh, you know south with Kraft. And, and Buffalo making a move with McDermott after a first-round exit, for instance. Does McDermott survive a first-round exit? And does Belichick eye that and get a dick hard and look at that and say, holy shit, this is a guy with a quarterback, a defense, ready to go? Like that, that's what that's a step in and win immediately there in Buffalo. I agree with you. If, if like Buffalo fans and, you know, the Bills Mafia, I understand that losing at home would be extremely painful. Losing to Pittsburgh without Watt would be so painful. All that said, if it did happen and they fire McDermott and you hire Belichick and he comes in and all of a sudden they're rolling and they're, the 13 and four, 14 and three team with an excellent defense around Josh Allen, that might be what takes them to the next level. And Belichick would be so goddamn pissed off that New England didn't want to let him finish his tenure there that he'll be looking to just go shit stomp the entire damn league. So, I mean, that's that's very interesting to say the least. There's going to be a lot of fucking hats falling. Hey, do you actually think that like 
John Gruden will get another job in the NFL. I keep seeing his name here in the comments. I've read a couple articles that he's getting looked at. Like, really? John Gruden's going to get another job after they tried to blackball him the way they did? I've heard he's been offered a job already in, in New Orleans. Dennis Allen is trying to make a splash, in my opinion, as a last-ditch effort of a desperation to make a splash to upper management that I'll hire John Gruden as our OC if you if you keep me. I think that's what it's doing. But I think New Orleans is telling him, I think that family's going to be like, all right, we got to win again. Sean Payton's over in Denver. Sean Payton had 70 dropped on him and almost damn near made the playoffs after that. He's yeah. definitely yeah. on the rise in Denver. He's definitely going to turn this place. We need to definitely turn this place. I don't know if they stick with Dennis Allen anymore after this. I, I think this week will tell some people some things. I think after the playoff, this first round game uh, round, there's going to be at least eight to ten jobs open. So there's six right now. Um, and the commanders are an intriguing one because Eric Bieniemy is in limbo land. He, I don't know what happened to him. And great comment here with Eric Bieniemy since you brought that up. Uh Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job. He could be the Bears OC. How do you feel Eric Bieniemy would roll with uh, Justin Fields? Do you think that'd be good for the young kid? Uh, Eric's mean. Remember that. Yeah, Eric's mm. Eric's like one of us. We don't yes. we don't like Eric. we don't like coaches like us anymore. Nope. They um, I don't know. I th- I wouldn't be shocked if he if he went back under Andy Reid for for a year or two again. Um, and and goes back and retreads that. I think Andy's told him not to leave. He he wanted to go on his own. Does Andy bring him back? I don't know. He brought his old other buddy back this year. They're struggling though. Um, maybe the micromanagement is what Kansas City needs. Maybe the wide receivers wouldn't drop all the balls because they're gonna be in their ass. I don't know, but there's gonna be some movement because if the Detroit OC gets the Washington head job, now the Detroit OC job is open. So there's going to be movement like that as well, especially Tennessee, obviously with Rabel gone. Uh, there's going to be that opening up on, on both sides of the ball, coordinator-wise. Buffalo may have a move. And Buffalo's going to probably hire a full-time guy. Joe Brady will probably be the guy that leaves to right. replace uh, Detroit. I could easily see Joe Brady going with golf and having that Joe Burrow type of system with those receivers and in, in, in Jared Goff, long arm, big arm, ball striker like Joe Burrow, I could see Joe Brady going there if, if something happens there. So there's going to be some movement in the coordinator world, and uh, I think that all is going to come down to who takes the Raiders job, who takes the Chargers job, because remember, uh, your boy is still out there too, the OC for the Chargers. So – uh, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. So he's I'm a guy that's hearing from a lot of people that Kellen Moore is going to be the next head coach at Boise. Yeah, but they hired a guy already. Oh, well, then that fucking that didn't work out, did it? Good talk, Matt. Um, okay. <laughs> By the way, it's interesting you say that because Malachi Nelson, number one quarterback in the country last he year, right out of California, yeah. transferred into Boise from USC. So I mean, we'll see what happens there. That, that'll be very interesting to see where Harbaugh fits. Uh, so hey, how, fa- how fast do you give – when do you want – when do you have to say – like, how long do you give Harbaugh to make a decision? Because Harbaugh is not a guy to string out anything, in my opinion, especially if Moore ends up being the head coach. Or does he try to take Moore with him to the league? I, I There's going to be – it's going to be interesting. I think you have to let almost make a decision by – 
I would say Wild Card Weekend is going to one hundred percent. Yeah, like it, look, and we'll, we'll end it on this. Coach Moore, the OC. If Harbaugh leaves, he's the next coach of Michigan, in my opinion. Now that said, if he doesn't leave, he's going to get another job somewhere because he's excellent and he's an unbelievable coach. So that's an interesting conundrum here for Michigan because you could lose two coaches if you wait too long. So you don't want to lose your coach in waiting. And you also, you know, Jim could move. If Harbaugh goes to the NFL, could he take Coach Moore with him? Of course he could. Uh, and then that would open up a huge job at Michigan with, you know, 15-0 and 0 defending national champions. So I don't know if that's other than a retirement. I don't know if you've ever had a coach coming back from a national title team that just everyone just walks, head coach, offensive coordinator, everyone. So that's pretty interesting. Brother. Hey, you go enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I will see you tomorrow morning on the Coach JB Show. Make sure you go on YouTube, like, subscribe to my boy. And uh, appreciate you, Coach. You have a great day. Thank you, brother. See you in the morning. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. All right. <clears throat> that is Zero to 60. I am your host, Matt McChesney. Uh, on Friday, we're going to have uh, national champions, the center for the Michigan Wolverines, Drake Nugent, will be joining us on the show to talk about you know, the lead up to the national title game and the Rose Bowl victory and everything that's gone in uh, to that incredible season that Michigan just had, Michigan against everybody. So that'll be awesome. Uh, next week, we've got a bunch of coaches, college football coaches that are going to be joining us on the show as we move into the offseason and, and open up uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, the coffers here for uh, some great interviews with some very knowledgeable dudes. So, I really appreciate everybody out there in the chat. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Bree Macis, my co-host, will be back here on Thursday and Friday uh, rolling here on the show to to help my big ass out. And, uh, and we're rolling, man. So I really appreciate everybody watching. Thanks to Coach JB and Coach and, and Big Schmitty. Make sure you go follow them. And remember, go on YouTube, like, and subscribe to the show. Pound the like button and follow us on our different social media platforms uh, at uh, six zero Academy. Uh, the TikTok page is at like 225,000 people today. So that's just blowing up and we, we appreciate all the support. So have yourself a great day folks. And as always, let's go Buffaloes.